Welcome to POTS Wellness on Clubhouse. Today we have the pleasure and honor of having the lovely Dr. Anjali on stage with us. Today's topic is the trifecta, so POTS, MCAS, and hypermobility on Ask the Expert. Um, just a disclaimer for you, this room will be recorded and made available to you on Spotify and various other podcast platforms, and you will be notified as to when on the POTS Wellness Instagram page, which you can follow. Um, lastly, a disclaimer that this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice. Please do not attempt any treatments or protocol without first consulting your primary care physician or physical therapist. And with that, we will begin in a minute. The format of today will allow Dr. Anjali Agarwal to share some brilliant insight into the notorious trifecta, and then we're going to open up the stage again to questions. With that, I'd love to start off by introducing you, Dr. Anjali. Would you like to add anything? Um, go ahead, Masha. You've done a brilliant job already introducing me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Um, but I mean... Dr. Anjali, you are just fantastic, and you're just doing such brilliant work for all of the dysautonomia patients, really. It's it's impressive. So I would love to just share that Dr. Anjali is also a long COVID ally. She's an advocacy co-director, uh, having trained in the UK and India, practicing as a consulting uh, physiotherapist and lifestyle consultant. Anjali currently provides telehealth rehabilitation for people living with long COVID and also separately delivers virtual pulmonary rehabilitation programs. So Anjali also practices in musculoskeletal and pelvic health physiotherapy and is the brand ambassador for physical literacy for a badminton academy in India. She represents Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome Youth Society in UK and India and treats people living with EDS, hypermobility, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, and mast cell activation uh, syndrome, MCAS. So Anjali is an advocate for women's health and promotes postpartum care and pelvic physiotherapy for prenatal and postpartum mothers in India. Uh, so impressive. And I'm so grateful to you for joining us today. I'd love to open it up to you now. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear your insight. Thank you so much again, Dr. Thank you, Marsha. And thank you, Pots Wellness, for the brilliant work all of you all are doing. And welcome, everybody. Take multiple years to come to a confirmatory diagnosis of a pause and an EDS and an MCAS. And many of you would agree with me that it is an umbrella which has multifaceted issues attached to one kind of condition. So I can understand because I am there with most of my patients with EDS and POTS almost every day and I hear them out. And the kind of thing which I hear from the uh, from them as a clinician, I hear them as they have met several doctors, several clinicians, and they've not reached out to the right person at the right time. And they are termed that it's all in your head. So every one of you would want to join the, uh, like being a speaker, please join up and do let me know how many of you were termed as it's all in your head and nobody would ever come to a conclusion like, yeah, there is something which is really, really bad going on with your, uh, you know, either the collagen or either your autonomic nervous system or whether it's your, you know, the allergy component with attached to the MCATs. 
So going forward, what happens with POTS, EDS and MCAS, sometimes everybody with EDS might have POTS, MCAS, hypermobility, all as a trifecta. So many of the times we just look at hypermobility. That's the first indication when I see a clinician as a clinician on my client is that he has hypermobile joints. He has two bendy fingers. He has two bendy knees and we do a bite and scoring on our patients where we score how the joint range is in the right and the left side of the body of the person. And according to that, we try to rate as whether it's gone greater than eight and nine for each joint, whether it's your finger, whether it's your wrist, whether it's your elbow, your shoulder, your mobility of the knee, the ankle. We look at all the scores. And if the scoring goes beyond eight and nine, and that is the time when we term as uh, that it has actually gone beyond a certain level of hypermobility, where we really draw our uh, all kind of self-doubt attached to it is that, uh, yeah, definitely we have to look at a patient from a much deeper insight into it. So many of these people would also complain of having, uh, you know, lightheadedness on getting up from sitting and they would also talk about a lot of uh, food intolerances which is like they would say you know when I was born as a kid I couldn't uh, have milk and I was told I was lactose intolerant and then I was told that I am gluten intolerant and my doctors put me on a vegan diet all throughout and many of the patients I see now maybe they have spent years living with a condition called as IBS and constipation coming both together. And in those situations, uh, many of them are just taking antacids and they are taking PPIs, proton uh, inhibition drugs to reduce the acid reflex. But what goes missing here is I think everything is coming out of MCAS, food intolerances and uh, high histamine in their bodies, which actually causes a lot of issues with mast cell activation. So what is a mast cell? Mast cells are certain cells in our body, just like we have RBCs or we have WBC, the white blood cell or the red blood cell, and we have mast cell. So having a mast cell activation is not right. But having mast cell in your body is very important. It's our friend. Whenever we are in a flight and fight mode, these are the cells which saves us from any kind of foreign attack onto our body. So supposedly there's a weather storm, there's a heavy rainfall and the, the sun is out and about in the atmosphere. Our muscles are the one which will be the first one which will act as the barometers of our body type. Now, when they act as a barometers of a body type, they know exactly uh, the weather is really not doing well for a body type. And that's when you can see a lot of allergic uh, uh, composition bringing up the body into hyperinflammatory phase where we might get an allergic attack or an asthmatic attack, feeling of shortness of breath, a lot of allergies builds up. And, you know, you might be taking endless amount of antihistamines and a lot of uh, anti-acids, but you still don't get an answer as to why is it not curing. I mean, it's not a cough and a cold, but 
something which is mimicking like an allergy reaction and the moment somebody passes by and a person is high having perfume on him or her i i just can have my nose go off totally into an uh, a big big uh, inflammatory marker which is part of a muscle activation so there's so much of trifecta involved in a condition which many people tend to dismiss and that is the thing which i want to advocate in the stock and on the forthcoming talks is that why can't we look at a picture as a whole and there's so many things attached to it let's not just uh, ignore and think everything is in the head now coming to that's what i said it starts all from diagnosing of a simple thing called hypermobility and you just have to go deep dig deeper so many times these patients will talk about you know i have migraine you know i have brain fog uh, whenever i get menstruation or whenever my periods approach as a woman and they will be taking medicines for migraine maybe for 20 30 40 years and nobody ever termed it maybe it's coming from eds or it's coming from the mcas or it's all coming from your pots which is all a trifecta together now we know that we all have a hormone called adrenaline now what is the job of adrenaline can somebody answer that question what does adrenaline do to our bodies uh hi this is masha i believe it sets off the fight or flight response right masha right masha well done so adrenaline something if we don't have we cannot get through the day right that's a very important hormone for us to get going with our lives and do things which uh, our mind cannot even think is achievable but too much of it is really really uh it too exhaustive for the body to deal with the high adrenaline so people with eds mcas and pots sometimes do have the surge of adrenaline in their bodies and when they have that they are always in the fight and flight mode and what happens when you are in the fighting or the flight mode your sympathetic system is always heightened and when your sympathetic system is heightened what happens your heart rate goes for a toss and then you have issues with blood pressure going up and down then you have issues with a lot of circadian rhythm getting upset because you might not get sleep in the night because the time when you really want that circadian rhythm says it's all night and dark outside your mind and your hormones would say in your mind that your sleep hormone the melatonin the serotonin and all should tell you come on go to sleep but your adrenaline drive or the fight and flight drive is so much so that it doesn't let you sleep and as a result of that because of the supercharged nature of your body you get into a mode of dysautonomia also where you don't know how to control your temperature your body heart rate and your blood pressure which comes with pots so moment you try to get up from the bed you will feel that the blood pressure or your heart rate just jumps uh to a higher level which is a normal heart rate should be about 60 to 100 per minute but it doesn't happen men and this is the thing which people with pots have along with the pots you have a lot of confusion brain fog gastroparesis where your food doesn't get digested and stays in your gut for long which becomes the biggest cause of your gut microbiome 
just going off uh, the radar and doesn't do the right job there's lot of uh, gut diabetes where lot of bacterial growth or sibo which builds up because the food is rotting away in your intestine is not going down the passage and because of this you see many of the people with pos eds hypermobility have a lot of nutrition deficiencies mainly because of the malabsorption syndrome which is the vitamin d the essential vitamins doesn't get absorbed in their body so they'll be always deficient in vitamin d vitamin b12 calcium simple things like magnesium now a magnesium is something which is very very idle for your heart rate to be maintained which is very important for pots people now in these scenarios if you see so many things happening is with hypermobility your gut lining is so mobile it is very difficult for our gut to maintain a lining which can protect the food for not going out of the system so what they have is called as a leaky gut syndrome and because of which a whole mess of candida overgrowth sibo malabsorption syndrome celiac disease you name it and you have it but what people start to understand is okay i have celiac disease or i have ibs but they cannot relate it back to is it coming because of my hyper hypermobility because of eds that's the important aspect to look at so what is important is first getting to the root cause of it it starts from your hypermobile tissues in the body which could be vascular nature it could be hypermobile scoliosis kyphoscopolis where your spine is all deviated because of the amount of hypermobile ligaments you have in the spine or it could be various type of heds hypermobile eds or it could be related with a lot of acquired eds so we see a lot of these people with eds would have a genetic link with their familial uh, inheritance either the parents have it or their grandparents had some form of hypermobility if you look back to history taking off all my patients i'll say many of them would also suffer from autoimmune disorders like chazon syndrome where they have dry eyes lot of pain in the bodies or lupus and these are not just one kind of disease condition which they present with there will be lot of history of rheumatoid arthritis so there's some autoimmune factors which are also responsible for either the inflammation in the body so as of now we have found the gene which is responsible for the hypermobile eds just like 2 to 3 months ago one of the scientists was able to detect that gene earlier we didn't have any clue to find the genetic study and do a hds study for the patients but we do have a confirmatory study for vascular eds and everything Now, among all the forms of eds everybody would present with some form of hypermobility now hypermobility is having been there these people would tend to have painful joints and leaky gut all that together with mcas is again a very difficult thing to solve so you think about giving them food which is uh, like uh, vegan free or gluten free because the gut can at least digest food easily at least they'll be able to absorb food in a much much easier way and not have issues with gastric 
acid reflux and gastroparesis and all that stuff so coming to a lot of health of pelvic floor which i find in my women patients many of these eds women would show up during the pregnancy time so about 50% of the women i diagnose was because i also look at pregnancy and postpartum and many of these women tend to come to you within the first week of getting pregnant with too much pain in the hip joint or the pelvic joint or the pubic bone has just dislocated so they would come to the clinic literally being dragged into a wheelchair and they didn't know till now that they ever had eds the only problem they would say is yes they had painful periods and every time they would have a migraine and they would feel lightheaded so many of these women would talk about this they will also talk about constant knee pain during the times when they get menstrual pains or something so when you look at them you see they are totally hypermobile hypermobility definitely really goes up when one is pregnant because of the hormone called relaxin and when you have a hormone called relaxin which any which every woman will have during the times when they menstruating or during the time they are pregnant so as a result of that relaxin and the progesterone which is rich during the pregnancy they are too hypermobile so their hip joints are literally like a shaking bridge everything shakes around in their hip joint so we will have to work on them as a i work on them on the pelvic floor and get them the strength so that they don't go back to uh, moving the joint but they will never end up with one appointment is like every second sneeze or a cough would dislocate the hip joint for them and they are constantly coming to the clinic brought in to me entire 9 months now during the time when they deliver there's again another big question mark is whether they can deliver normally or c section so many of the times we have seen that women did know till the 9 months that they had eds hypermobile joints or pots but when they went to deliver and the doctor pushed for a normal delivery which in many cases we want to advocate normal delivery it kind of caused a uterine rupture and a lot of postpartum hemorrhage and also caused a lot of uterine prolapse for the mother also because of the pots her bp would definitely fall down after having given with the epidural which none of the doctors could correlate as to what was happening with this patient so at that time when i was there in the labor room i could just correlate all the facts and i could just get the point yes this looks like eds it looks like this lady is having hypermobile tissue which caused the uterine rupture right at the delivery and her bp is just falling and his heart rate is raising so doctors would say okay it's a reaction with anesthesia or the epidural but they're not able to correlate that none of the hypermobile eds people can take an anesthesia so if you go for a dental extraction doctor has given you an anesthesia in the tooth you'll say i can't feel it i still feel the pain because many of them will suffer from that issue where n number of times you've given them any n number of doses of anesthesia to numb the tissue of the tooth uh, gum but they can never get it through it is they would be prescribed with painkillers to bring the sensation of pain down while extracting the tooth so this so so uh, the saga story around these three factors are 
so much so that uh, you know it's very interesting to deal with this issue because every time it's like a puzzle for us you know we uh, get in a, into a mode where we have to keep thinking rethinking and devising ways to get a good help for such patients now this was one kind of a platform which i talked about women's and i saw another client of mine who was aged 30 year old and he came to me because his uh, one of his family relatives insisted that you should see dr anjali and like when at the moment i saw i could see that the tissue you know like the skin tissue has jaw tissue was so fragile you can just pick it up with the skin and it just uh, you know you just can pull it up like a elastic rubber band and he did talk to me about that he at an early childhood he had a rectal prolapse when he was 2 years old so you can imagine the amount of things which he might have suffered for the past 30 years and he came to me talking about dislocation multiple dislocation of the shoulder joint and he said you know every time the doctor said okay it's all in your brain and i think you need a mental health wellness program for yourself family members started to say that he needs a psychiatric help but what nobody could connect the dots was that he would not be able to eat certain foods so suppose he would eat peanuts or aubergine or brinjal he would get a, a wild rash all over his body and then he would be taking lot of antihistamines and then things would get controlled then he would not be able to digest the food and because he had a history of rectal prolapse and surgery post rectal prolapse he would always end up flaring his constipation which would again cause a lot of issues for his rectal prolapse and his constant dislocation of the shoulder which would go on every time he would try to pick a bottle from the shelf or he'll go to the computer screen and try to use the mouse in seconds he would dislocate his shoulder he came and reached to a point where he was having a girlfriend and he would want not want to go on uh, on a date with this girlfriend because he was scared if he went to a movie hall and what if somebody shakes the hand and the shoulder would just come off so so many things happened in his life and nobody was connecting the dots here the allergy or whatever you call as the mcas the rectal prolapse which is coming from hypermobility and edias the constant dislocation which is also coming from the shoulder so so much so we saw the women patient we saw the men also having a issue so everything doesn't uh, show as symptoms but you really need to uh, you know dig through the patient's history and many of them will keep talking about it you know like just on a sneeze i could feel a pop in my knee joint or just when i got up from my chair i could feel my knee just dislocate and just collapse and fell so there was another event i would talk about this lady was doing a massive yoga session with a group therapy going on very near to my home and most of the people knew that uh, yeah there's a physiotherapist living in this building and also at 5 o'clock early in the morning i was all like very much into sleep and all i was just about to get up i heard a big bang on my door and the moment somebody i opened the door they were like no no you got to get down there's a lady who just fallen off on the ground i don't know what has happened there's a uh ambulance waiting for her but they're not able to understand how to get her up on the stretcher because she's in total pain her knee is just off the body you know 
So when I went in there, she was doing a yoga asana. Is her kneecap had dislocated or right behind her knee? So you can imagine, all of you, if you hold your kneecap, it is something which moves right in front of you. But that round structure, the kneecap, had just rolled back behind her knee. Imagine, can a person walk with it? Can a person stand on it? No. Even if you make the person lie on the stretcher, the person will be in extreme pain. And we will let the person break off all the ligaments of the knee joint just because the kneecap has moved back. The whole alignment of the kneecap or the knee joint will just go haywire. So I had to go back and as I do a lot of uh, therapies for ADS hypermobile, I knew how to get back the kneecap back in position. So within a second, I just maneuvered it back, helped her breathe better and it was fixed. What I did ask her the history was, how long has this been going on for you? And if you, this is the first incident in your life. So she said this has happened six times or seven times in a year, but yet she continues to do yoga. The yoga is something which is a total taboo sometimes, sometimes like a disclaimer here, no offense to people who practice yoga. But as per the clinician's advice, what I see among my patients when you are already very stretchy in nature, very bendy in nature, anything which makes you very bendy, like yoga asanas, extreme stretches and all, will definitely dislocate the knee joint and the shoulder joint. The two probable joints which dislocate are your hip, the pelvic, and your shoulder and your spine during the yoga asanas. So I usually say not to be done for anybody without a supervised control program by somebody who understands hypermobility or ADS. Now, going forward, I had to really counsel this lady that you really need to think again because the way you're dislocating the knee every month after a yogic asana, you'll disrupt and break the whole ACL, which is the anterior crucial ligament, which is right in the front of the knee joint. So finally, some kind of sense I could instill in her and make her understand the importance of doing control movements to maintain the hypermobility and the EDS which was coming in. Now, what are the days when you will be very hypermobile? As I said, when you are pregnant or when you are menstruating as a woman. So she, we could just mark out a draft and we could see that the times when she was almost going towards her periods or menstruation, that's the time she would dislocate the knee joint or the hip joint. So this is a common phenomena which many women suffer a lot more than the women, more than the men. It could be the genetics or it could be the fact that we are more adrenal driven and uh, we are always in the flight and flight mode, though we don't show it up on the outside front. But we definitely, definitely um, need to understand that if we control our mind, as Marsha always says that, in cases of pots, if we control the adrenaline, if we control the fight and flight syndrome, we can well manage the life of a hypermobile EDS and a pots case with MCAS. Now, MCAS can be controlled with a lot of dietary changes, a lot of lifestyle changes. What another thing about muscle activation is it's very, very prone to our, you know, radiation all around us. So the mast cell starts to dance the moment you're around a microwave or you're using too much of uh, a gadget like a phone, you know, phone which has 
networks, right? It has networks. So any kind of blue light, any kind of microwave, any kind of things where your cells, which kind of things there is some danger coming for the body, it starts to dance around and causes the havoc for the body. So you understand now the MKS can be controlled by, you know, literally harmonizing your life. Go simple, as simple as possible. And the only word of advice I give to my patients is, listen to your body so if you listen to the weather you listen to how your hormones are feeling are you feeling happy how are you feeling depressed are you feeling thirsty look at the vital signs of your body how your heart rate is doing and how do you feel is your body pain doing today now if the body pain is coming now and then how do i talk about this pain we constantly talk about i have an illness or do i at times do follow a gratitude journal and think, okay, let me just think uh, and have a peace of mind and just kind of go back to a phase where I'm feeling I can control it. So most of the case when people dislocate a knee joint because of hypermobile idiots, I only tell them, sit and breathe. The moment they do that, the kneecap or the pelvic just returns back to its own phase. It just normalizes on its own. So a lot of things goes back and goes behind how we think and how we deal with that situation right at that moment. So the key thing to remember is for all these three conditions is the parasympathetic system. That's the biggest boon which our body has inbuilt in the system. But what has happened is we are always high functional in nature. And as a result of that, nothing to blame on the disease condition. But if we know how to tailor make our life according to the parasympathetic system, you have answer to control all the three parameters of the trifactor. And many of my patients are leading fabulous life now. Uh, maybe in a year's time, they will call me up and say, okay, I went and by mistake, I had a glass of wine, which is histamine. Right, it's all full of histamine. I'm feeling very, uh, you know, like jittery. I feel like I'm falling down. So that's an alcohol-induced histamine reaction, which caused her MCAS to come back. And then she's developed uh, the pause, and then her hypermobility gave gave a shot. So there's so many things attached to one wrong decision. But we always say, oh, you got to lead your life. You got to go back to leading uh, happy moments. But how do you do that? Instead of an alcoholic drink, which is a histamine drink, we can tailor make something which is more suitable to your body type. So these are little choices one has to make. It One has to make because one has to live without having the side effects of whatever they ate or drank or did in a day. Now, many times people say, oh, no, I cannot give contact sports. I will have to go play snooker today or I have to go play my uh, hockey today. You know, like, Many times I get these young folks and they say, I'm good in dancing too. So I have a lot of uh, this uh, EDS group who does a lot of K-pop dance. And many of them had scoliosis and I was treating them. And you can't believe them within a one year of working with them on their spine. They went back and did a competition on K-pop dancing, which happens every year, like annually. And they did fabulous on that aspect. They were fabulously able to perform the dance. So I so uh, matter think is I can draw the line as to say 
don't do this don't do that but every person is so different every person needs to be seen individually case by case and i can draw the line but the person can himself or herself draw the line too and they should know yeah i'll do this i'll not do this i can do this but i can tweak it a bit and then i go forward with my way of doing it so you all of you who are listening to me and if you know anybody with eds hypermobility cats and cats all of you can live very fulfilling lives provided you know what can't be done but i can still do something provided i don't do something which will really cause a havoc on my body so the message which i want to give with this talk is that i think uh, lifestyle is the pill for it and lot of times people dismiss the symptoms and that is the time when lot of things get complicated so stitch in time saves nine if the young fellow who had a rectal prolapse at the age of 2 could have been looked up in a more detailed way probably he would have got an answer as to probably this is hypermobility this is actually coming from the eds syndrome in him and they could have worked out him and then the shoulder misalignment of the shoulder dislocation wouldn't have happened for him and all the kind of problems which builds on one joint of the body would show up on the other body so if your hip joint is dislocated it'll spiral have effect on the spine it'll have an effect on your uh hip joint the knee joint the ankle joint so that is why i say that the stitch in time in such cases would help but i think the more like people like you and me and everyone i think we all are responsible for shedding more light on the subject and spreading the word around and i think with clubhouse and with talk wellness we are doing a fabulous job reaching out to so many of people with hypermobile and caspots uh and areas that i think a lot of uh hush hush topic about okay no nothing is wrong with you just thinking about it you're just too psychologically concerned about your issues and all should go away and we get help for people right there and then so i've done talking that's dr anjali and over to you masha and everybody in the room thank you so much dr agarwal that was just That was such a great breadth of information. Um, I would love to open it up to questions. I see we have some great people in the audience. Um, we can open it popcorn style uh, for anybody who has questions for Dr. Agarwal. Just unmute and share. Hey, Dr. Agarwal, thank you so much for that interesting talk. Um, my name is Padma Priya. I'm based in India, um, and I've recently. early this year got diagnosed with long covid um and long covid mediated dysautonomia i have pots um and i also have been diagnosed with cfs um one of the things that happens with me is that um and which i was not informed by my doctors was that every time my periods would be coming up i would have an orthostatic crash and i would end up in the er and this happened for 3 months in a row and now i've been put on medicines to sort of um stop my periods for the next 3 months but i'm really concerned about what happens after that you know what happens after the 3 months uh, is over because essentially the doctors um the doctor was like oh let's just give your um your paracentetic uh i mean your, your nervous system a bit of a break so let's stop your periods but 
I'm still in my mid 30s and this cannot be like a permanent thing. So yeah, I'm just wondering if you've had similar cases and you know what would your advice be for me going forward? How do I even ask? Like what should I even ask my doctor going forward? Because honestly, there is so little known about POTS in India, um, and it took me almost I think eight months to get a diagnosis in itself. So. Hi Padma, thank you for reaching out to us. Uh, so Padma, which part of the city are you in India? I'm in Hyderabad. Oh, lovely. So I'm in Hyderabad. You can connect one to one with me too. Okay, great. Um, I'm the long COVID ally too. So I look after a lot of long COVID cases online on telehealth medium, and we deal with pods in the similar factor, which is done for long COVID and pods in general with EDS and hypermobile conditions. Uh, so th- there's a lot of ish- uh, things which Padma, we you have to follow. Which Masha and me, we all of us, we are being telling right away to everybody with long COVID. Also, is uh, something which we call as you just can have medicines, but you can't just depend on medications till your periods are being stopped because of that. But uh, there's a big link with MCAS, which I find now with your history, but. The doctors in India are not able to consider MCAS, and they're totally uh, sorry to mention it. But uh, because uh, I deal with MCAS cases in India, a lot many doctors are not aware of it. And yeah, long has a big association with MCAS, and your history of POTS is not just coming from POTS long COVID; it's coming from MCAS POTS and long COVID together. So there's mm. a reading which we will have to work on you, Padma. So maybe you just connect with I'll, me. I'll do that. And yeah, look up with you. Yeah, All that's right. a very interesting case scenario, Padma. You talked about. So yeah, I mean it's interesting about the whole MCAS thing because I've never had any sort of food allergies, and um, since COVID, I have. all these kinds of strange food allergies coming up um like i cannot eat chap- roti anymore which is really strange you know for for indians not to be able to eat roti um i cannot have anything high carb in that sense i just simply cannot digest it so um a lot of my diet has actually undergone a massive change um and what you were talking about also in terms of like the gut microbes i think like something's gone off completely there for me um and every time i do bring this up i'm not being given a lot of answers i've become allergic to quite a few vegetables too and you know and it's it's really strange because these are vegetables that i've grown up eating all my life and suddenly after covid i'm allergic to them so uh yeah i mean i'll, I'll definitely connect with you on a one on one basis and see um you know <laughs> what we can do about this yeah, yeah. lovely topic padma you interesting case which i deal with long covid every day now <laughs> thank you thank you So um I had a couple of questions. Uh the first one being can these conditions both AMCAS and hypermobility are there varying levels of them because you talk about people who are in excruciating pain with their joints or who you know have these terrible reactions um for myself I I feel like that my my joints are somewhat more flexible than I would consider others. I don't I mean, sometimes, like my hip will hurt or my knee will hurt. I don't know if it's any more than the average human. Um, I don't know if hypermobility is something I should be looking into. And same with MCAS. I like I've have some food sensitivities. I I don't eat any meat or dairy unless I absolutely have to, because they, those foods make me sick. And but I haven't really ever thought of it being anything more than just that uh, a food sensitivity. So that's my first question. Can these come in varying degrees? 
Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. So as I talked in the earlier, uh, you know, before I started my talk about the Biden scoring. So Biden scoring is the score where we give for each of your joints. Okay. So uh, probably I can share my, you can look up the YouTube video I have on uh, Biden scoring and how to score hypermobile in your each part of the body type. So what happens is uh, if your wrist, your thumb, you know, the thumb is able to touch the wrist, if your knee joint just folds back, or when you're standing and you're able to touch the floor and you're having your hands almost go back and completely make a, you know, namaste at the back, and your elbow is almost off the straight line. There's so many things that you look up on Biden scoring. Do the scoring for yourself, or maybe you can connect one-to-one -one and see with me how the scoring goes for you. And if the scoring is going beyond six, seven, that's the time when we say a person is hypermobile. And most of the time with a hypermobile, you will end up with MCAS most of the time because of the hypermobile gut tissue. And because of that, you develop the leaky gut syndrome and all your food intolerances will grow up. And as I said, uh, it's easy to solve once you know that it's coming from the hypermobile tissue. And when you know that there's a hypermobile gut, if we solve the hypermobile gut, a lot of answers are lying there. And uh, a lot of MCAS can be controlled just by the right approach. So, Michelle, just look up Biden scoring and uh, come to conclusion as to how much is your score. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, can you spell it for me? Uh, it's called Biden. B-I-I-G-H-T-O-N. Okay, I'll look that up. Okay, and then the second question that I had was, so I'm not, um, I'm not on any insurance, and I've kind of felt like, you know, once I realized that I had POTS, that, you know, there's no medicine available to me, that it wasn't really worth it to me to go spend thousands of dollars to have doctors tell me to drink more water and eat salt. I, I can do that. <laughs> so um, I guess my question for you is, is it worth it to me to go pay doctors to get a diagnosis of hypermobility or or MCAS if I feel like that's that's something I may have? Is there is there anything a doctor can do to treat me or am I better off to just continue to, you know, work with it myself at home? Uh, so, Michelle, um, I would say the way systems are and you're in which part of the world? U.S., is it? Yes, I'm in the U.S. Right. So, Michelle, uh, what I see is... Uh, for a simple blood test or anything, it's a very difficult uh, ball game to, you know, actually go around from doctor to doctor and get an adequate uh, diagnosis for POS, MCAS, and hypermobility. As I said, look up on Bytons because there's nothing much the doctors would do for your hypermobility because they would refer you to the physiotherapist and give you a standard program. Okay, do these exercises. But I always say that everybody is different. One size doesn't fit all. And you are different. Mr. A is different. Mr. B is different, right? So when we look at, uh, look at you and we say that this is the kind of exercise you should be doing, this is what you do and this is how you maintain your lifestyle with the food, the dietary guidelines and a bit of parasympathetic uh, control of your life, which is very, very essential. And uh, with in that way, you can self-manage most of the time until, of course, there's times when there is an emergency like 
as I said, somebody just dislocates the hip or dislocates the shoulder. That's the time when uh, you would actually need help and you would need to rush to the casualty or the emergency. So I don't think so you have that bad kind of a situation because in the past you never had to visit an ER, right, for dislocation or so? No, I, I haven't. I, you know, I like I said, I, I don't know that I... I don't know that I'm hypermobile. I'm going to go look up that thing and see if it looks like something that makes sense to me. But, you know, I've had hip pain, knee pain a little bit off and on through my life. But it's never been anything like so excruciating that I couldn't deal with it at all. Right, Michelle. So definitely, as I said, do the Python scoring. Look up your vitamins profile and that helps you. But as I said, Marsha's already said you will have to uh, see your general physician because uh, any kind of medical advice we're giving is just a disclaimer here. Anyways, your general physician will know you much better. But definitely, this is a situation where you are in a bad situation where you actually needed to go to an era. So you're at a much better and a much safe level of hypermobile joints. But the pains can be managed with the lifestyle. If you control the MCAS, if you control your pots, a lot of amount of pain can control. Well, thank you so much. I actually, um, I hadn't considered really hypermobility affecting the your gut health, and it makes sense that I could affect so much other things. And so I'm, I'm going to look into that, and that actually gives me some hope. So thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Hey, doctor. Thank you so much for your time. I have a quick question. Well, I guess I have two questions. But if you've never suffered an anaphylactic reaction, can you still have MCAS? And then if your tryptase was tested outside of a reaction and it was normal can you still have mcas so uh, emily what kind of anaphylaxis did you have after what food or any kind of chemical reaction which you had i have not had an anaphylactic reaction but i'm reacting to almost all foods at this point or most foods um right um, and i have any HSD and pots diagnosis okay you have the hsv diagnosis right Correct. Right. Any history of COVID? Yes. <laughs> right. See, you got your answer now. So, as I said, you're almost the same ball as Padma. Um, lots, lots. So, almost I see 1,000 patients a day. Everybody with COVID has something called long COVID, which is setting in the MCAS and the, is causing the viruses which were there in your body, which is the herpes virus, the CMV, the epstein chain viruses they are all dormant in your bodies and somehow i don't know what is going on with covid that is all causing them to get alive okay so from dormant viruses they become active viruses and they are the ones which are actually causing you an immune reaction and it's mostly an mcas which is going on so the tryptase which actually happens in cases of actual MCAS doesn't show up. So you might show that all your blood results are fine, everything is fine, but your MCAS symptoms are through the food intolerances. So we will have to work you through the same protocol which we do for long COVID, MCAS, and POTS. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, this is Masha. Um, again, thank you everyone for partaking in our talk today, um, especially Dr. Anjali Agarwal. So grateful for your time and just fantastic. If I just want to invite anybody in the audience, if anybody has any um, 
questions uh, that you would like to have answered, you can back channel me or you can feel free to join us up on stage as well. Um, I would also like to just uh, do a quick plug and uh, kind of introduce Lorna, uh, who is the founder of the House of Hypermobility on Clubhouse as well. For anybody with EDS, uh, it would be a great source and you can learn a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I would like to just uh, introduce Lorna as well. Um, Thank you so much, Masha. It's really kind of you. I've popped in between meetings to listen, so I didn't expect you to introduce me so warmly. Um, yes, for everyone on the stage that doesn't know me, I'm a UK-based registered clinical nutritionist, um, and I specialise in hypermobile allostanos and the hypermobile spectrum disorders. Um, and my specialty, my subspecialty, as long as the connective tissue, is gastrointestinal manifestations, and then including things like POTS and MCAS, etc. Thank you, Masha. Thank you, Lorna. Great to have you here. Again, if anybody has any questions, now is a perfect time. Um, I guess I'll pose one of my own. So, uh, Dr. Agarwal, I, I don't believe that I have EDS. I, I'm on the fence about whether I might have MCAS because I also have a lot of sensitivities. Uh, but I guess the, 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 the question that kind of has been crossing my mind is, what, what do you think in terms of chiropractic care? Uh, for somebody who might be thinking that they that they may have EDS? Yeah, Masha. So I work a lot on this chiropractic uh, adjustments for most of my hypermobile EDS uh, patients. Now I'm doing it online. So we don't even touch the patients, okay? Uh, just by the look and the feel, how the patient is approaching and walking, the gait, the posture, we can control a lot of things or on our EDS hypermobile group of uh, uh, folks. So the key thing is when people have MCAS, they might be very sensitive to touch, okay? And you might see that they have blotches of coloration of skin, like red in color. And the moment you go and touch them or try to press the spine, or try to manipulate them, they will just kind of shriek out in pain. Uh, so that's the time when we started on with uh, a telehealth medium to control their postures, which is chiropractic management without even like, you know, touching the patient and touching an EDS hypermobile case. But this, this really works fabulously. So we correct a lot of dislocated hip joints, tailbones, shoulder joints in a fraction of a second with certain maneuvers and little bit of breath work and it does really fabulous on them. As I said, the word is one joint will write the destiny of the whole body. So if one is in one joint is in pain and if you've neglected it for at least a week or two weeks, the whole body rhythm will be upset. Because as I said, if you're going in a car and you have all the car tires and one car tire has just gone off, it's gone flat. You can't drive the car, right? This is similar with your joints of the body. So you cannot go forward if one joint has just gone off the whole uh, alignment of the posture. So we really need to work on the posture. We also have to work on the pods. The person with EDS has a blood pressure falling up and down because every time he has a blood pressure and a heart racing, uh, it will affect the adrenaline in his body and that would affect the hypermobile uh, area of his flexible joints. So you see everything is so interconnected. So all I tell everybody is breathe and be calm. 
breathe and be calm. The moment you start to learn this, as as Marsha, you always do that. And I've seen a couple of your videos and everything. What I usually see, maybe there could be a 10% chance of having an MCAS because I just look at the skin. I skin, I see the color of the skin and the way the, uh, you know, the pores and the MCAS can show up together. Thank you. I hope I answered your question, Masha. Thank you, Dr. Anjali. When you had mentioned the red discoloration, uh, that's something that definitely affects me. So you, you're saying this is more of a MCAS uh, reaction or it could be uh, like pot specific? It is surely port specific, but I definitely see there's an MCAS relation to it. And how about uh, your hypermobility? Have you looked at how your joints are? I don't think that I have EDS. I, I've had very rigid, like, uh, I guess, muscular or skeletal, like, movement most of my life. Um, I'm definitely on the other, uh, other side of the spectrum as far as movement goes. Right, Masha. So many of the time, POTS is also triggered by uh, getting affected by your viral illness, like many people are getting it after CMB or EBS, which is their mononucleosis or any of these things which viral, post-viral fatigue or something can build up and disrupt the autonomic nervous system. So, but I would say if it disrupts the autonomic system, it's important that, to look up the mast cell also, because as I said, Mast cells are your friend, but they are, when they befriend you, they are like enemies. So MCAS is nothing but uh, what I say in long COVID also, mast cell is something which I've been working on since 2020. I think now the world comes to know that, oh, there's something called MCAS and COVID relation. But uh, sadly, but I was working on MCAS from 2020 when the pandemic set in because many of my patients uh, I know that I would always give them something called vegan and gluten-free diets and all, and which would run fabulous for the MCAS and both the POTS and the MCAS together. So I would say that definitely rule out MCAS because if you control the food which you're eating, your POTS can be controlled too. That's, uh, that's one word of advice I give to everybody is like what you eat will be uh, controlling your blood pressure and your heart rate. Have you observed that if you eat, uh, if you drink alcohol, your BP just goes up and your heart, your BP just goes down or up and the heart rate gets affected? Or green tea for that matter. With green tea also, a lot of people have a lot of uh, issues with the blood pressure and the heart rate. How about you, Marcia? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about this now and kind of making all of these connections. Um, so I, I was following a plant-based diet for a few years. Uh, but my concern now is I, I've had to wane off of that since, uh, since kind of acquiring pots and having like very low B12 levels and low iron levels. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I, I still want to at some point return back to, a. uh, plant-based if I can I just uh, I'm a little bit concerned about soya products I uh, I'm not sure I think we've maybe touched upon this in the past rooms but how do you feel about the soy products right so is also estrogenic in nature and anything with estrogenic as uh, Padma I would also think about you in this matter as uh, the periods coming and pots triggering 
more in that time is estrogen is a havoc for our mast cell and so for our uh, hypersensitive cytokine storms so as i said pots are well controlled with a food which is more calmer in nature which is more progesterone rich you know like i can have a nice uh, anti anti estrogenic food which could be don't have soya don't have a lot of milk products or dairy or meat and you can feel that your pots and mcas are definitely doing better then so soya is something which i really don't say that people with pots should have or with mcas okay thank you yes cuz i've been wondering that myself hello this is cecilia my question is um, about adrenaline when i have like an anesthesia as a dentist uh, and if i get uh, anesthesia with adrenaline i'm getting my heart is like pounding like crazy and i'm almost fainting and now i don't i don't get adrenaline anesthesia with adrenaline anymore is that a connection with ED- i have eds and pots and celiac disease and lipidema and all the things but is is that an adrenaline thing also a connection with that yes cecilia i think uh, i don't know i talked about it in my talk uh, just a while ago on the dentist and your tooth and the anesthesia part of it so uh, if you are giving an anesthesia especially which is adrenaline based to numb your tooth definitely it's uh, it's causing your heart rate to raise up because possibly with eds you might have had a pots which goes undetected in many of the cases of eds and uh, that is the reason behind it and that's when we say that uh, the dentists have to take a history uh, prior and pro your evaluation of your dental treatment because uh, many patients i have had when they have given an adrenaline and the patient just calls me from there and the doctor this is what the dentist is doing then we have to talk it through and then tell them that that's the painkillers which you got to give and avoid the anesthesia for some time because that's not going to work for patients with eds because they already will feel the pain even though the adrenaline has been pumped inside them because they already have a hyper uh, Uh, you know face of adrenaline in their bodies right so sir i think i answered your question yeah thank you yeah because i i i'm getting like uh, i'm getting numb but it's getting faster out so i have to get more but but i don't get uh, with adrenaline anymore because i i can't have it because i'm getting like crazy <laughs> i i think i have enough adrenaline <laughs> but but i have one more question um also about the dances actually uh, i have a root canal filled uh, and um, i got like an infection all the time and every time i got an infection in my tooth uh, i also get a, a massive pain in my knee and in my uh, i don't know what big big toe <laughs> uh, yeah uh, i was like i could tell about the knee pain and i can say like now i'm getting an infection in my teeth and, and the dentist was like no it can't be possible and every time they took like an x-ray <laughs> i had an infection <laughs> so is is that like some crazy eds um, amcas um, crazy body thing 
you know, have you ever heard about it before? Like most cases, Cecilia, with uh, areas, we don't see a lot of cases where uh, definitely there could have been a issue where your MCAS and POTS all together are kind of affecting a particular area, which is kind of causing not good oxygenation to happen for the body. That's one of the things which we think about. But uh, a lot of cases, infections are not something which happens. But definitely with EDS and hypermobile, your wound healing is very, very slow. So as a result of that, uh, you always end up with taking a lot of time to, you know, heal anything. So if anything is rotting away, you've got tooth cavity, especially because uh, there's probably that the calcium absorption or you suffer from vitamin D deficiency. It's all because your gut microbe is not helping you uh, feed the right bacteria which you require for your tooth and the gum health. That's all interrelated. So your gut health and your allergic reaction, everything will uh, affect your gum health and your tooth health also. So Cecilia, that's the answer for you. I can see Harshika also down there. Masha, can we get her up? I think she has a oh, lot yes. to talk about. Hello. Hello, doctor. Hi, Harshika. How yeah, have you been? Hi. <laughs> I'm fine, doctor. You know, you are my lifeline. I can say that. <laughs> we meet almost daily these days for my uh, alignment problems and all. So, yes, I like, I came up with your treatment only. It's It was possible with your treatment. When I met you first time, you remember everything was misaligned, in pain, confused, didn't know what to do. With two bags full of report, if you remember. I know, Harshika. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. After that, no other doctor. I don't trust anyone now. Anything, it's you. And the changes that I feel with every session is tremendous. Now I'm walking. I'm living life normally. It's all because of your treatment. I can say that. Abhi recently that we are doing now, my open tummy is going in now. This is, is like closing. So, yes. With this condition of EDS, which hardly anybody recognizes here in India. And so many things goes in it. I didn't know that from head to toe. Recently, that new discovery that my jaw and my hips are like, our hips and our jaws are related. I never knew that whenever I used to be stressed, I used to clench my teeth. I used to tighten my jaw and that was effect affecting my lumbar bone, which was such a new thing to know. Like body is so complex. I mean to say, I there are so many things which I, every session I learn something new about our body from you. The chit chat that we do hold a mobile session. It's like a real insightful session that we have every, of course, treatment is there, improvement is there. I feel now that, yes, I'm normal now, pain-free, almost pain-free. Otherwise, I wasn't on bed, literally on bed. Right, Harshika. Thank you so much. And uh, that's what I want to send send out a word of advice to everyone is like 
I think there's a solution and there's a very simple solution possible. As long as we know that where to connect the dots and we have to look up to connect the dots because that's what we are, the bigger picture which we miss is not connecting the dots together. And that's when we're not able to get the answer. Sorry. Actually, that thing is everything which you do is so simple, so simple. And the effects are so, so, so much that I really wonder, like, why can't everyone, I mean, every doctor can do this. Like, why can't they figure out that what's going wrong? And I used to go to many doctors before I met you. And I used to clearly tell them that I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. Rather than understanding what's going wrong with me, they used to say, it's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. How can... a Pain be there in somebody's mind. Pain is real. There are so many, like your diagnoses are like magic, magical. The moment you see us, before uh, this telehealth, we used to meet in person. So I knew that you're seeing me. But over the phone, when you see, the first time when I remember, I called you over the tele thing, this thing, I was in pain. And I was confused and worried, like, how can you, you be able to help me over the phone? But the moment you saw me, I, I don't even need to tell you that this is where I'm having problem. The moment you see, you say this, this is gone. This is this is where you're feeling the pain. This is this. And every time it's correct. And with simple few exercises, simple few movements, I'm pain-free within no, no, no time. Like every session, it's like that only. And now when you're uh, treating me for my posture correction, the... Difference is so much visible that even my husband simply says that you're looking different. Your stomach is changing. Your back is changing. Like everyone can feel that. With every session, the changes are clearly visible. I would just like to say uh, thank you so much for sharing your experience. Uh, I've seen via social media kind of what Dr. Agarwal does. And it's just tremendous. I, I can't say enough like how fantastic um, your work is and how much of a help you are to all of us. Um, dysautonomia, EDS, MCAS, you're just inspiring. And I, I really, really, really just value you. You're an incredible, incredible doctor. And I, I thank you so much for giving us your time today as well. Thank you, Masha, so much. Uh, Mia, you can ask a question. My question is, I have POTS and MAS and EDS, but my POTS is essentially in, in remission or recovery. Uh, my mast cell is not, it's no longer a big issue. Um, and so now I'm just trying to learn, I understand that I need to recover my stabilizing muscles. And I wasn't clear on, it sounds like you do work with posture and stuff like that. So what services do you provide for, for the Ehlers-Danlos and for the, like, a, a physical therapy. Yeah, so we do a lot of, uh, you know, like, if we see, do a lot of alignment work for most of the EDS hypermobile uh, cases. And uh, it's a, a lot of uh, different things which we do on online telehealth medium. So I'm available on online and we just look you up and we correct the issues, so. A lot of things goes with uh, the kind of breath you take and a lot of work around that and also correcting the postures. Uh, as per how you 
seem to see look at me like when i look at you how you present your posture as that's how we correct you because we don't give you okay a by z do this workouts we do a very specific program which just fits you as a person i hope i answered me Uh yes, I I believe I understand. Do you do any strengthening work? I'm not talking about like a workout, but do you do any uh building up of the body? Uh so Mia, what I say is uh, everybody's EDS is different because you cannot strengthen it if the joint is misaligned. So as I have talked about the example of if you're in a car and one of the tires is gone off, is flat, you cannot drive through the car. So if your joints are unstable if the joints are misaligned you can never activate the muscle groups by strengthening so just to say that EDS you should just do strengthening strengthening will come in the second part of the program the first part is always correcting the posture correcting the joints then get back to doing the strength work and also the strength work will only come when you have a very calm parasympathetic system so we work in alignment with all the three uh the parasympathetic mode where we calm calm you down because the joint plays better when you are much calmer than having an adrenaline high body type and when your joints are misaligned when you feel pain your adrenaline is going to go up that will keep misaligning your joint and in a way you can never stabilize your body if you want to strengthen also it will keep misaligning so the big factor to climb what we say is mount everest is start from the basic that is a posture alignment and parasympathetic mode and then go back and start strengthening because people will just fall back if you just strengthen and definitely thank you that that answers my question so um during the fall season i get really bad uh seasonal allergies and i my pot spike goes completely haywire during that time like i will just be 100% in survival mode for 6 weeks 2 months of the year every single year i'm just wondering is that does that have some implications of mcas or what maybe you can give me some tips on what's going on and maybe what to do so michelle as i said uh, your body's uh, first defense line is your mast cell and it's very very sensitive to the weather conditions so as i said seasonal allergies so if you have uh you know if you have a winter autumn season coming or a spring season coming a hay fever coming that is the time when the pollen count grows up outside uh those are the time periods when you have to be careful and you got to do your antihistamine so that uh where you can control your levels of uh you know like the inflammatory markers in your blood so you should have a protective plan in place for yourself to protect you from mcas getting aggravated in these seasonal allergy types so many people don't look up on things simple things like mold fungi in their bathroom washrooms suppose you look uh, live in the eastern coast of us so i've seen patients on new york Washington DC these particular places view where you have very bad winters and what it does is it really sometimes makes your air of the room quite moldy and at those times you have to look up mold fungi biggest tribulant for mcas okay so that is the thing you have to look up is get the mold off your room 
very difficult thing to do but we really need to work on that and the major thing you've got to also look at is the pollen around your the flower pods any kind of scent perfume would trigger off the seasonal allergies so michelle do you, do you agree with me on not on these little things yes absolutely and um i don't use any perfume myself i i don't really you get a big reaction if someone walks by with me on it, with it on or anything but if i wear a perfume i get really sick but um and yeah mold in my house things like that um those are things that i can control but i can't really control the tumbleweed the tumbleweed population in arizona true michelle so i would say just go simple as i said you know that the weather is approaching which might cause more moldy conditions or more mildew conditions so look up things which are uh, you know like things like having no carpet in your house basically because it will attract more dander and dust and that will again cause more dust mites so little little things you can make a lot of changes in your lifestyle basically uh, you know getting off no trigger no trigger no marcel that's that's the way forward thank you i appreciate it thank you so much dr agarwal um just incredible insight as always uh everyone please make sure to follow dr anjali agarwal on clubhouse and also on instagram um you can see the amazing work that she does there and clearly harshika is a uh, example of just how great and how effective these methods are so again i would love to just uh say thank you so much doctor uh for joining us today and for giving us your time um we i i'm sure i speak for all of us when i say we all appreciate you so much um in just a fabulous room uh, i'd love to just have you uh share anything if you'd like to. uh lovely masha and uh thank you pots wellness and everybody present in the room Thank you Harshika for joining and telling your story. Uh Padma, I look forward to seeing you too. And Michelle, Bobby, shout out to you. Really proud of you the way you are handling your life. Uh Mia, Emily, Cecilia, every one of you. Thank you so much for coming and being part of this room. Masha, you've been lovely. You've been such great fabulous job and you are a star icon for all the people with pods. and you've been a great help and a light a ladder and a lifeboat for everybody in this room and going forward all the best to all of you and uh take care have a good weekend i hope everybody is having a good halloween and take care of all your trick and treats as you go and eat your candies because sugar is again a big no no with pots and mcas thank you everyone